Well, hey, how you doing? It's uh, Wednesday, August 11th, 2021. Wednesday, August 11th, 2021. Hump day, if you wish. To some of us, but most of us, no way. <clears throat> PVTV. Uh, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. And, uh, you know, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, uh, those four words, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. I truly appreciate you coming every day. You are awesome. Uh, and if you can, bring someone with you tomorrow or the day after or, or today or whatever. And tweet to me questions or insights or fights at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Did anybody figure out what I said in that one story yesterday? I still can't figure it out. Wow. Did you see how busy it got after I released my podcast yesterday? I mean, you know, give a guy a break. I want you to let me know what's coming up. Come on. Cuomo? Minutes after I posted, special report, breaking news, Cuomo resigns. Uh, Did he resign in the hopes of not being impeached? Okay, so here's the deal. It's the same deal as it was under Trump, but Cuomo is protected. Maybe. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. The state legislature is looking into the legality of impeachment and... The odd thing about this is Republicans won't want to, but Democrats will. Being, I mean, that's what I'm expecting. Uh, Being a Democratic state, they will likely say he can be impeached after office. So this is the question I want to ask every Republican in the Senate. Cuomo is stepping down in two weeks. Should the legislature continue impeachment proceedings? If they say yes... My next question, of course, would be, so Trump could be impeached for, the past, uh, for his past crimes while he was in office, to which they will backpedal so quickly their tires will burn rubber. I truly believe no Republican will say he should be impeached. Uh, Lieutenant Governor uh, Kathy Hochul takes over in two weeks. The state will finally get its first female governor, which is kind of odd. You kind of expected New York to have done it by now. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul is 62. She has served in her post since 2015. She's a right-wing Democrat. She waffled on gun control. Hochul came up in a predominantly Republican district. And in 2007, when uh, serving as the Erie County clerk, took a a firm stand against then-Governor Spitzer. Uh, proposal to issue driver's licenses to undocumented immigrants. At the time, Hochul said she would uh, arrest undocumented people who applied for licenses. In 2018, Hochul walked back those statements, noting that uh, it is a whole different error out there. So, I don't know. Uh, some may call her centrist. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't call her centrist. I'd call her right, right wing. Uh, she called Cuomo's behavior towards women repulsive after the report from the state attorney general was released last week, uh, which detailed the allegations that he had sexually harassed 11 women. She has spent her time wisely as lieutenant governor, crisscrossing the state, visiting every city and every borough. She's been attending nonstop events and getting to know donors. She will likely be reelected and she could move on to running for the presidency afterwards. She could. Like, like around, you know, by the time she's 70, she could do that. Um, anyway, now that I have your attention, <clears throat> I wouldn't vote for her. 
Let's try and fix the world. Uh, you know what else happened? Infrastructure. I, I, man, I should have just held on for like an hour. I had to get out of the house, though. But I had, had I held on for another hour, I would have had all sorts of other stories. And I would have had nothing today. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what else happened? Infrastructure. Shortly after the Senate passed a $550 billion bipartisan infrastructure package with 69 votes, the Congressional Progressive Caucus said a survey of, uh, of its nearly 100 members, they have 96 members, I think, showed that a majority of respondents are prepared to withhold their votes for the newly approved legislation until the upper chamber also greenlights a sweeping reconciliation bill. And don't get confused. The $550 billion package they're talking about is the same as the $1.2 trillion package. It's just that the $550 billion in new funding, the rest was reallocated. Uh, so the Progressive Caucus was asked if they would withhold their vote on the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill if the $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill did not meet expect expectations. The response was, a majority of our respondents affirmed they would withhold their votes in support of the bipartisan legislation in the House of Representatives until the Senate adopted a robust reconciliation package. That's what the letter read to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York, which was also signed by Representatives uh, Katie Porter and Elon Omar. So you say, what happened next? <sighs> Pressure. Pressure. The U.S. Senate approved the $3.5 trillion budget blueprint with a party line vote 50 to 49 in the early hours this morning, a step toward passage of legislation that would expand Medicare, establish fa family paid, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, establish paid family and medical leave and make substantial investments in green energy. Uh, the chamber's approval of the budget framework came after the hours-long spectacle known as Votorama, which we've talked about before, a process during which senators are allowed to offer an unlimited number of largely meaningless, non-binding amendments to the resolution. resolution. We, we've also seen, we've seen it happen before. Republican senators who are uh, unanimously opposed to the Democrat $3.5 trillion proposal seized the opportunity to put forth dozens of messaging amendments denouncing tax hikes on the wealthy, supporting a ban on teaching of critical race theory in, in pre-kindergarten programs in elementary and secondary schools, and pushing a $50 billion increase to the already bloated Pentagon budget. I could have set my watch with that expectation. I, I knew that was going to happen. Uh, Senator Ron Wyden, chair of the Senate uh, Finance Committee, offered an amendment expressing support for tax increases on the nation's uh, 0.1%. 0.1%. Um, the measure failed after Senators Kristen Sinema, Arizona, Jeannie uh, Shaheen from uh, New Hampshire, and Maggie Hassan from uh, New Hampshire joined every Republican in voting no. I, I should mention... To be a 0.1%, not a one percenter. This is not a one percenter. This is a 0.1 percenter, which is 10% uh, of, of the one percent, the, the top 10% of the one percent. I should mention to be a 0.1 percenter, you would have to have a net worth of about $45 billion. Billion with a B, not million, 
billion dollars. That that's only that's only like you know, uh, what? Could that be fifty people in the United States? Could it be a hundred? I don't know. Uh, the three point five trillion dollar budget resolution now heads to the House, which can either pass the measure or amend it and send it back to the Senate. House Democratic Majority Leader Steny Hoyer announced yesterday that the lower chamber will cut its recess short to take up the measure on August 23rd. Uh, if the House passes the, the budget framework, congressional committees will then move to convert the blueprint into legislative text, a process that's expected to take till mid-September. we got a long way to go on this. Once the package is assembled, Democrats will move to pass a bill with just 50 v- votes using budget reconciliation. But we have that cinema and mansion problem. And, uh, but budget, budget reconcil- uh, uh, reconciliation uh, is exempt from the legislative filibuster, but mansion and cinema. In a floor speech ahead of today's vote, uh, Bernie uh, Sanders, the burn, feel the burn, noted that Republicans have repeatedly used the budget reconciliation process to reward the wealthy and large corporations, pointing specifically to the $1.5 trillion tax cuts and jobs acts that the GOP rammed through in 2017. Remember, that's the one we talked about yesterday when amidst the bitch McConnell raised the debt ceiling to pay for those tax cuts. So don't let the Republicans tell you that this, this doesn't happen. You want to raise the debt ceiling for giving money to the rich? Are you out of your mind? But when, when uh, uh, Democrats want to help the poor, you're like, oh, no, no way. No way can we uh, raise the debt ceiling. <sighs> really? While all 50 Democrats voted in favor of the $3.5 trillion budget resolution, the framework merely sets the outer boundaries of the forthcoming reconciliation package. Uh, we'll decide what's inside of it. Uh, some conservative Democrats like, uh, you know, Senators Kristen Sinema and Senator Joe Manchin have indicated that they may not support that level of spending, setting up a potential fight with progressives in the House and Senate over the specifics of the legislation. Uh, it will likely get whittled down to closer to $2 trillion. Um, okay, this is the deal. This is the deal. As far as, as the environment is concerned, $3.5 trillion, a lot of money to spend on, the, uh, on saving the environment. But I, I look at it this way. If you don't spend, pay me now or pay me later is what I'm saying. It's going to be trillions and trillions upon trillions and trillions of dollars. It might be $100 trillion before everything is said and done to fix what's going on in the environment. It's going to cost us that much money in uh, lost land, in destruction of property, in death. And I can go on forever on what it's going to cost us in the future. And a measly $3.5 trillion, a lot of it for, for the environment, to help the environment. You know, uh, electric, whatever, electric buses, electric cars, electric electric this, hydrogen-powered cars, uh, this, uh, solar power, uh, wind power, et cetera, et cetera. We got to do it. We got to fix things now. Otherwise, it's going to cost us trillions. And, and, and when I say trillions, trillions doesn't really, 
What's the next? Is it is it quazillion? I, what's the next one? It's going to cost us so much in the future if we don't try and fix things now. So this is a drop in the bucket. It really is. That's the way I look at it. I know it's a lot of money. And I know we're going to be spending for it, uh, uh, spending to fix it, uh, uh, spending to pay for it uh, for a long time. But if we don't do it now, it's going to be worse. Way worse. So take care of it. That's what a conservative would say. Take care of it before it gets bad. Also, in the Senate, Senate Republicans blocked an attempt by Democrats to advance their signature voting and election overhaul bill in the early hours of the morning. This was an effort by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Democrats in the chamber to put Republicans on the record on their voting rights package and to demonstrate that they are still trying to pass it despite uh, GOP opposition, a priority for the uh, party and the administration. I, uh, both parties. I mean, it's a priority for Democrats to pass it, and it's a priority for re- uh, Republicans to block voter rights. Democratic senators have argued that the legislation is necessary to counter the state-level efforts to restrict voting access, but Republicans have decree- de- decried it as a partisan power grab and a federal overreach into voting elections. Just a reminder, the partisan power grab is restricting voters of color and poor voters and gerrymandering. Those are partisan power grabs. Remember, the only way Republicans can hold on to power in the future is by cheating. They are losing their base because they are corporate whores. Absolutely. I'm not saying Democrats aren't corporate whores, but the true corporate whores are the Republicans in a big way, way more than Democrats. So, so you people who say, oh, both parties do it, both of them are bad, bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. You're full of it. That's not true. Stop. Uh, that's, that's toe to the party line for Republicans because they are the ones that spread that lies and you're falling for it because you're a fucking idiot. Moving on. Uh, Bayer lost its third consecutive appeal in a case over its use of glyphosate in the uh, weed killer roundup uh, late on Monday. A California appeals court ruled that Bayer, which purchased U.S., uh, you know, uh, the chemical company Monsanto in 2018, uh, is responsible for uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma that Alva and Alberta uh, uh, Pillion developed after using Roundup for years and will have to pay the couple $86 million in accordance with a trial judge ruling in 2019. Uh, Bayer is expected to ask the Supreme Court this month to take up a Roundup-related case lost in 2019. Um, A fourth trial over Roundup began in San Bernardino, California last week. The company is facing tens of thousands of claims and has set aside more than $16 billion to settle the cases. It also announced as part of the settlement deal with plaintiffs last year that it will stop using glyphosate and its weed killers that are marketed to homeowners by 2023. That means nothing. Let me tell you why that means nothing. Um, Bayer plans to continue using glyphosate and herbicides for farmers who use the chemicals quite a bit. You're eating glyphosate in your... um, 
in your uh, broccoli. And in, in, uh, I think I had a list in, in, in a report earlier th- um, this month. All sorts of foods that are, are used on it heavily. Or that it's used on heavily. Uh, the case the company plans to take to the Supreme Court was brought, brought by uh, Edwin uh, Hardiman who was awarded $25 million. An appeals court upheld the verdict in May. I think, I think the issue uh, is, um, though who has labeled uh, glyphosate a carcinogen? You said, who you said? I said, who? You said, who? Who? That's who. The World Health Organization has labeled glyphosate a carcinogen. Uh, the U.S. has not labeled it a car- carcinogen uh, yet. Remember uh, that... that uh, tiff with Mexico over glyphosate and the U.S. trying to stop them from labeling it a carcinogen. I don't know why that keeps happening. And with this corporate-friendly uh, scrotus, Supreme Court Republicans of the United States, they may have an edge. They may have an edge to overturn this. So that's what they're hoping for. So the uh, city of Austin, Texas, joined Dallas holding up its middle finger to Governor Greg Abbott I've always said, <clears throat> Austin is a great place to visit. The only problem with Austin is you have to go through Texas to get there. Uh, they said, F you to go- the governor's demand that they not put in a mask mandate, just like Dallas. Austin wants to uh, protect their children and will require masks. Uh, guess what happened next? A district judge in Bexar County uh, Texas ruled that local officials can impose mass mandates in schools in defiance of Governor Greg Abbott's executive order, barring local governments from requiring face coverings. Judge Tony Arteaga, Arteaga granted a temporary restraining order to San Antonio Mayor Ron Nirenberg and Bexar County Judge Nelson Wolf, who sued the governor yesterday uh, over his uh, directive, arguing he doesn't have the authority to suspend state laws that give local officials authority to cope with emergencies. The judge said um, uh, the, uh, an affidavit from uh, Metro Health Chief Medical Officer Dr. Uh, Hunda Wu weighed heavily in her decision. Over the past month, cases and hospitalizations in Texas have steadily increased, with the state uh, now reporting an average of more than 10,000 COVID-19 cases a day. With students and teachers set to return to school in the coming weeks, Nuremberg and Wolfs re, uh, requested a temporary restraining order, allowing them to mandate mask wearing in public schools and to require unvaccinated students to quarantine if they come into contact with someone who has COVID-19. Uh, Dallas County Judge uh, Clay Jenkins also said in a temporary restraining order, and declaration on Monday that the governor does not have the authority to block mask mandates. The legal challenges and decisions by officials in Dallas to flout Abbott's directive regarding masks in schools follows similar action in Florida where several school districts have announced they will require masks despite Governor Ron DeSantis' executive order which threatened to pull state funding from districts if they do so. Florida and Texas combined uh, accounted for one-third of all new COVID cases in the United States last week. One-third. Just two states. Uh, Houston. Uh, granted, uh, uh, um, Texas is uh, rather populous, but it's rather large. It's not more populous than California. 
Uh, Houston school officials plan to vote on whether to impose mask mandate tomorrow in defiance of Abbott's order. Also in Texas, Democratic legislators were urged to leave Texas yesterday after the state's all-Republican Supreme Court voided a Travis County District Judge order preventing the arrest of quorum busters who fled Austin last month to prevent GOP anti-voter legislation. Following the high court's decision, present members of the GOP-controlled Texas House voted 80 to 12 to direct state authorities to track down absent members and return them to the state capitol under warrant of arrest if necessary. Now, it says arrest, but it's, I mean, it is Texas, so anything can happen, but it's not, it's not like they plan to handcuff them and throw them in jail and then transport them. They're just going to go over and quietly escort them to the state house. Um, but it could get worse. We'll just say that. It's not a real arrest. It's, it's a, de- a detention or something. I don't know. Uh, just one Republican joined every uh, uh, of the present Democrats uh, in opposition yesterday's, uh, in yesterday's arrest motion. At least two dozen House Democrats have stayed in uh, D.C. where 57 of them camped uh, out for all or most of a month to run out the clock on Abbott's first special session. Now, camping, that sounds fun, but I I think they just mean camped out as in stayed there. But anyway, uh, in a ruling, uh, State Representative Trey Martinez-Fisher said that the men and women of the Texas House, many of whom are black and brown Democrats, are not animals or property to be corralled by law enforcement and cabined against our will. It is morally wrong to believe otherwise. Moving on to this story, Senator Rand Paul, supposed Dr. Rand Paul, supposed doctor. I think he's an eye doctor, right? Is that a real doctor? Really? Come on. Um, uh, (laughs) YouTube suspended Senator Rand Paul's account yesterday for posting a video claiming cloth face masks are ineffective against the coronavirus. Uh, Rand Paul falsely claimed in the removed video, most of the masks you get over the counter don't work. They don't prevent infection, adding that cloth masks don't work. Uh, A spokesperson for YouTube told NBC News that the video violated company policy on COVID-19 misinformation, which includes claims that wearing a mask is dangerous or causes negative physical health effects or that masks don't play a role in preventing the contraction or transmission of COVID-19. We removed content for Senator Paul's channel for including claims that masks are ineffective in preventing the contraction of transmission of COVID-19 in accordance with our COVID-19 medical misinformation policies. Uh, YouTube's decision to suspend Paul comes after Twitter temporarily suspended Representative Marjorie uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene from posting, that nutbag, from posting on a platform after she falsely claimed that coronavirus vaccines are failing. I should mention, as long as I'm doing this story, I should mention, YouTube is the reason you have this podcast. Because I started this podcast on YouTube and I did this long story on the census and what they were attempting to do. And YouTube deemed it wrong and deemed it a lie and removed it. Yet everything I said has become true. Everything I said 
came true. I said way back when that they are going to attempt to delay the census. I said way back when that they are going to uh, shorten the census so they can uh, undercount and Republicans can gain seats. That happened. I said way back uh, when that they were going to violate the Constitution and delay the release of information. That came true. But YouTube said I was wrong. Just wanted to point that out. That's it. Thanks for listening. Wednesday, August 11th, 2021. Wednesday, uh, August 11th, 2021. I truly appreciate you. I really do. Um, under 26 minutes, not too bad. Um, uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, bring someone with you tomorrow if you can. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. And tweet to me questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.